Forget your former managers, ignore the ex-pros. As football fans, we all know the real experts drink in pubs. It's funny, it's argumentative, and often it's just plain wrong. Welcome to the Foss Arms Public House and welcome to the Leicester City Pubcast. Greetings, Foxes fans, and welcome to the award-winning Leicester City podcast. Loud and proud, coming at you from the Vic Foss Arms here in the centre of Leicester, where I can assure you that the number of pints being imbibed by Norn and I this evening will directly correlate, shall I say, with the number of goals that free-scoring Leicester City have bagged over the last three games. A challenge, Norm, even for two capaciously stomach-drinking heavyweights, I can assure you. Um, One that I shall accept and enjoy thoroughly. (laughs) No doubt. As you know, Norm, Tim is taking a welcome break in Dubai, where we have been stop off in Saudi Arabia and try to convince the new Newcastle United owners that their first January signing should still be Hamza Chowdhury. <laughs> a, mere, a mere snip, Norm, at 85 minutes. Yeah. Oh, no. Like, like, bite their hands off at that. I'm not Sorry, not, not literally. So perhaps we'll be careful. Chop your hands off at that. <laughs> Yeah come, yeah, come on, Tim. Work your magic. <laughs> now, in Tim's absence, listeners, thankfully I'm not alone. And stood next to me, laughing away at a creamy pint of Trumpwell's IPA, is my faithful and committed sidekick, the captain of the Leicester City optimistic team, the warm and cuddly Norm. Norm, good evening. Good evening. Oh, it's like, a, like an introduction into some kind of a TV quiz show. I'm, I'm I'm delighted. Goodness me. Good evening, Killer. Uh, wonderful to be back. Oh, it's good to have you back, mate. We 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 missed you, but we do quite oh, like this two man the two man podcast. Yes. Unfortunately, it always <laughs> seems like I'm the only person who gets left behind whilst you engage in your exotic trips. But but anyway, on to football. And where else to start, Norm, other than Brentford's mauling of Leicester City, which of course, in the true spirit of fair play, reaches our Oh, what did you make of it? Yeah, I, 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 well, you've, you've kind of summed it up fairly, uh, fairly nicely there, particularly in the the first half. And I, you know, I was thinking about this the, the game quite a lot today. And do you know what their Brentford are beginning to remind me of? Um, they're reminding me a little bit of when we first came up to the Premier League, and you know, good start, playing well, and then just suddenly stop getting the results, and. I thought they were, I mean, I thought Brentford were a little bit unlucky, but you know what? We've come to the game after a long European trip to Moscow. I think the first half kind of demonstrated that a little bit, um, just a little bit off the, a little bit off the pace. But do you know what? Is there anything better than being slightly off the pace? Probably could have been a goal down, but then I I, I don't think I've seen a, a ball struck better since I scored a goal similar to that for Coles's nursery 25 years ago. Um, Tillemans, how how on earth, how on earth that ball isn't still travelling, I do not know. And what a, I mean, just a fantastic way to quieten down the, the, the home crowd and kind of show a team that are doing very well what kind of talent you need to, 
like progress in in this division. And I I I thought that just kind of summed us up. No surprise, in my opinion, again, that our nice little run is coincided with old uh, Evans being back. Clearly makes a difference. And I thought that Tielemans and Madison played quite nicely again. Um, and I think that that kind of really really helps us push on. Brentford, I thought, yeah, deserved the equaliser. Um, under the cosh a little bit, weren't we? But, I mean, what a wonderful second goal. Schmeichel gets a bit of stick, doesn't he, with his distribution. He's, 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 he can be a little bit dodgy, but Ian Acho held it up beautifully. And that layoff from Tielemans to, to Dakar, and then the unselfishness from a guy that scored four in midweek to not go for goal. To just to guarantee one hundred percent that we got the got the the result and that goal that was required, I I was really really impressed with that and great to see Madison back on the score sheet courtesy of uh, courtesy of Daka. So yeah, a long seven minutes to wait at the end, but you know what? Uh, it was just a it was just a joy to see finally see us perhaps not play as well as we can, but get the result that. Maybe some of our showings have, have deserved in the past, but we've we've not got. So, I was I was I was utterly thrilled and delighted. It's been a wonderful week. Yes, quite. And, and I'm just going to go back to the Tielemans goal because you just can't understate the quality of the strike, can you? And I thought it was interesting afterwards that Brendan Rodgers compared it with the Rooney strike against Newcastle. Yeah, it's absolutely spot on. I mean, that Rooney strike against Newcastle, one of the finest strikes of a football that I've that I've ever seen. I I think I'll be interested in your. I I think we've seen one of the great Leicester City goals because there's no doubt for me. Everybody bangs on about Andy Peake's goal against Liverpool, good as it was, but but this is anybody that's ever played the game will tell you that was a that is far harder to do what Yuri Tillemans did than what Andy Peake did. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's on the it's like on the half volley, really, wasn't it? He's, he's running up to it, and when you see how he's like the shape of his foot when he connected with it, it's, it's almost like he's it's almost like he's side footed it. I mean, he obviously it hasn't, but I'd be interested to know whether it's uh, it went in faster than one of Peter Lorimer's penalties. But I mean, it, it was it was in the back of the net before it left his foot, wasn't it? It was it was a, a sheer beautiful piece of. Um, execution of striking a, a football which um i would imagine has added a few more million onto his uh onto his asking price because he, he seems to be getting into a nice little habit of, of doing that at the moment yeah there's there's no doubt he's turning into a, a top quality player yeah. well let's have a quick chat about james madison he's obviously come under scrutiny on yeah. this show and 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 i personally have uh, have been have been critical of him for his on-field displays and his off-field antics. Yeah, but I'm starting to I'm starting to see a a young footballer now that's starting to show his potential again. That, that you've got to go with that, I think, haven't you? Yeah, I, th I, th I think we've always felt that he's had it. I think we've discussed him, and we've there's just some not been something quite right. But um, aside from his performance. I, I do. I know Pete, he can come off potentially come across as a little bit arrogant. But I just I like to think that's just a bit of confidence. But you know, hearing him speak and saying how he'd like analysed his performance and you know trying to work out what he needed to do, I, I think I think that's good. So if he's had a little blip, if he's done a few silly things and he's come out the other side like Grealish did, you know, we yeah, all know sure, Grealish has sure. some issues. You know, I, then 
uh, we're going to get back a player that that makes a difference for us. And like I alluded to earlier, I, I don't think it's a great surprise that with him starting to tick a little bit, we're starting to create chances, score goals, and starting to look like we did last year. Um, and I think yeah. that, that's that's a that's a a great thing to have, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Okay, go back to the first half because I was getting a bit bit worried. I mean, really, are the the, the Telemans wonder strike on twelve minutes was the, <laughs> pretty much the first time yes. that we've been out of our half. We were getting we were getting overran and we were getting overran in midfield. Why was that? Was that was that due to simply the absence of of Wilfred Indeedy? Well, I mean, indeed, his absence is obviously isn't gonna isn't gonna help. But I, I think it's I think it can be it could be many things. But I, I suspect, like I say, I suspect the fact that we've had a, a tiring European trip weren't quite on it. Brent, Brentford of are, are starting games like that, aren't they? I mean, I think I would like to think it's probably a little bit more to do with Brentford starting like a rocket and playing very well rather than us and, and us just starting a. You know, and sadly for the, a lot of the first are progressing in a in that slow manner. I, I don't I don't think it's down just to in in indeed at all. I, I think it's I think it's probably just a a collective because to be honest, I was thinking that we've done quite well without him, but maybe it's just trying to get used to how we're we're playing. But like I say, I, I think we ought to perhaps give a little bit more credit to Brentford. I mean, think how they uh, finished the game against Chelsea. I mean, how Chelsea hung on to win that game, I'll uh, I'll never know. And they kind of started in the same fashion against us, didn't they? And, you know, credit to them. They go 1-0 down and still, you know, we're, we're still pushing and their heads didn't go down. But, yeah, I, th- I think indeed he's a miss. I mean, he's, he is, as you know, one of the finest uh, defensive midfielders in the, in the Premier League, if not the world. So we're going to miss him. But, I just think I'd like to be more positive about Brentford rather than blame or or, or suggest that it was something to do with us. What, what, what are your thoughts, Keller, mate? Yeah, well, look, I think we I think we miss him. I don't think there's any doubt. I just think he just adds that that experience, like you say. He's, look, he's a world class footballer. Yeah. And 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 where I am, I still look at that Leicester City team. And I know we keep banging on about injuries and stuff, but indeed, Fafana yeah. and Justin are three starters. They're not just three starters. As I was putting the, sh- the show's agenda together today, I think to I thought to myself, I think if you wrote down Leicester City's top best five players, yeah. then I I get the feeling that indeed, Fafana and Justin would be in there along with Vardy and Tielemans. Yeah, I think just my right. view. Yeah. So, yeah. so we're missing. You know, we're missing three of three, not just starters, three real players. And uh, we play. We have a we have a, a tough midweek game, and we'll get on to that. The long trip, and we all know that 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 does that does take it out of footballers. And uh, and maybe that you know maybe maybe that made a difference. At the end of the day, of course, as we all know, it is all about the result, and we've got exactly. it. Just quickly on Jamie Vardy. Actually, he says moving it, moving the conversation. <laughs> so I'm obviously he was his thigh was strapped up. Just to give you an idea of just how poor I thought we were in the first half, the stat was that he touched the ball six times. Yeah, and I, I and I thought to myself, and I might be wrong here. I think those six touches were <laughs> at the same, pretty much in the same. 
<laughs> bit, of, bit of ball juggling. <laughs> yeah, well, I think he got, if I remember, he got the ball on the flank and he took, took a touch, checked back, came back. And I reckon that must have been four or five, maybe all six of the touches. And you think to yourself, blimey, maybe, maybe he just wanted to come off. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it sounded. I mean, it sounded like he, it, it, it like had a little. He felt his knee or something, didn't he, before the before the game? And look, yeah. I, I'm, I'm Vardy often, as we know, doesn't have huge, you know, huge involvement in a game, but then just goes on, goes on and scores. But um, and obviously, Heath said he was happy enough to play in the game, and it might well have been nothing to do with his fitness. But the fact that he's taken off at half time, um, and Dakar, as I'm sure we we're going to talk about. Seems at the moment to certainly be like an able replacement. Got to wonder a little bit if one of our talisman feels a bit of a a, a knock, something not quite right. Is it really wise that he started the game? I, I mean, I just wonder whether he it should have he should have been like not not started. Just thought, Jamie, look, you've got you've got a bit of a something's not quite right. Don't risk it because it it could have been a lot worse. So. I, I'm not, I don't. I don't really know. I mean, it's easy. It's, it's easy to be wise after the event, after a like you say, after a Brentford onslaught. But it might not have made any difference whether he played, whether it was Daka there or Vardy. But you know, just just wonder sometimes a little bit about um, like the injury management and whether players should should or should not start games. But yeah, know, but it? you know, he's the sort of guy, isn't he? That if the manager and the physio yeah. turn around and go. You've got a bit of a knot. Your call. He's going to call play. Yeah. And once, he, and once he says play, you're talking. You are talking. When when Mo Salah obviously single handedly put the final what appears to put the final nail in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's coffin. Yes. Premier League top yeah. goal scorer. You, you you play him every day of the week. And then we'll get yeah. on to Pats and Dakar in a minute. But it's very very different scoring four goals in Europe versus playing in the Premier League. And. Uh, Look, Jamie Vardy's fit, and of course we 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 do know we do know we'll play. We we hope he's we hope he gets a a quick recovery. But you're quite right. What it's refreshing now that when Jamie, because let's be honest, Norm, up until up until probably three games ago, to be honest, Jamie Vardy getting injured was pretty much a calamity for Leicester. Now, yes. obviously, with the emergence of Pats and Dakar, you can just be a little bit more chilled about it, can't you? Yes, absolutely. You, you know, you, 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 you're spot on. And like, like, like I said, it's all, it's very easy for us to be wise and stuff after the event, isn't it? But yeah, I think I think you're right. I mean, Vardy's an absolute talisman, and you, if he says start, I'm fit to start, then you you've got you've got to say, okay, mate, that's let, on you go, go and score. Absolutely, senior, senior professional and, and all that. And just one final thing before before we move on. Um, I don't know if you if if you if you recall in the second half that touch from Ian Atchu. Ball over. Did you see the way that guy killed the ball in the air and just yeah. brought it down? Was it was just like, oh come on. I mean, he playing football on a different planet. At look, times. you know what? It's um. It's great, isn't it? That you know, for hats off to um, Ian Acho. You know, he must have been gutted at the beginning of the season to you know how he finished last season to not be in the starting team. And he's worked and he's worked. He's got in there, and he again, you know, from from having thinking we've only got one striker and worrying, we've suddenly we've suddenly got three, haven't we? That, uh, that you think you know what they're all they're all looking good. I mean, yeah. Ian Nacho's been looking superb, hasn't he? Not just not just like for the scoring, but 
like the, the, the hold up and the control. He, he's just brimming with confidence. It's a delight. He's going, you, you know, full well, don't you, that he's going to score, assist, yeah. or be or be part of a goal yeah. in a sort of a quite a serious way. And you know, once again, he's with that second goal, he's not failed. No, to, he has uh, not. To, 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 no, he didn't. Okay, so let's have a quick chat about them, which on so many levels was just an incredible game of football. I mean, they were not playing well at all. Not saying that we were pulling up any trees. No. They weren't playing well. Two or three attempts on goal. You blink of an eye. You tune it up. Did look like our European adventure for the season at any rate was over. And then enter Hudson (laughs) Dacker. Come on, talk to me about his performance, Norm. Be, well, be, before I talk about Dakar, just very, very briefly, I, I just wonder whether the fact that we found ourselves 2-0 down meant that the players could f- finally relax, thinking, you know what, we've got absolutely nothing to lose now. And it's like, let's just chill it. Chill it. And then, again, lovely play by Inacho. Dakar for his, like, pulled one back, just what was needed just before half-time. And then, goodness me, I mean... His, I tell you what, his finishing is something else. I mean, the, the balls play through to him, but he is he is coolness personified. And I mean, he he is now looking okay. Look, it's only the last couple of games, so I don't want to. I am going to get carried away. No, I'm, I am going to get carried away. Yeah, I mean, he's absolutely oh, looking. <laughs> of course, I mean, Mister Optimistic. I mean, he is looking like the play we thought we were getting. I mean. To score four goals, you know, he's the first Leicester player to score four goals in a game since Derek Hines, like 50 or 60 years ago. And the first Leicester player to score four goals in a European match. He's only he's only been with us for a season and already he's the like, joint European leading scorer with like Vardy, isn't he? And it's like, good, what, I'm just so, so excited now. And it's a shame Tim's not here because I'd like to say I told you so because I always thought that Dakar was going to be something. I think you did as well. Tim's always been negative, hasn't he, about our summer signings. But I think they're now, and Samari as well, showing what, that again, our recruitment's done an absolutely cracking job. And to come back from 2-0 down and and find ourselves 4-2 up with four goals from that young man, I mean, it's just, it's just dreams are just made of it, aren't they? I mean, what a a week. Just a a little superstar. Like I said, Sorry to go on again, listeners, but his finishing, he does look like one of these players that you're you're going to back him to score 99 times out of 100. Forget the 9 out of 10. 99 times out of 100, when he's through one-on-one, he's, he's going to bury that because he looks, he looks the business. I'll tell you who like, he reminds me of in front of goal, and this is a massive compliment, Ian Rush. Yeah? You, you know when you get those guys that have just got ice going through the veins, and when you go through, you think well, he's going to score, isn't he? Yeah, and, I, and 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 couldn't agree more. He looks, he looks like that. Now, of course, look, it's early. We've seen players yeah. come sprinting out of the blocks, and then they fade away. You've got to say it's looking good. And I'm going to pick up on something that you said, Norm, because actually I had a similar conversation with a good friend of mine yesterday. If you look at Leicester City's summer signings now. The two you've mentioned, which are now undeniably looking great signings, <laughs> I think. I think right at, for a free transfer, you'd have to say he's a solid guy to have in your squad. Yeah, Lookman, look 
I think has played incredibly well. And there's no doubt when we talk, you talked about Ian Atchu being unlucky at the beginning of the season. Yeah. He's unlucky, I think, that the wingers haven't really worked out for Leicester because it looked like he could he could have, and, and no doubt still will have a prominent part to play in the season. And whilst, you know, you, you can moan about Vestergaard, let's just give him a little bit of a break and say he's just maybe taking a little bit of And I, yeah. think, I think there's better to come from him. So you'd have to say overall, it's been a, a real triumph, isn't it, the transfer, the transfer dealings we did in the summer? Yeah, yeah I, I, I think you, I think you're spot on. And you know, you know what, Vestergaard. Look, and, I, and I'm I've been jumping on the the Vestergaard poor signing bandwagon. I and to be fair, when we first got him, I thought he'd probably be fairly decent. I don't know whether you've not. Well, I'm sure you will have noticed um, because you know your stuff, but. Isn't it interesting that all of our centre backs seem to struggle when Evans isn't there? You know, Vestergaard yeah. looked much much better against Brentford for the last few minutes playing with Evans. I mean, it's um, it, it it just looks he he kind of just calms everyone down. I mean, for Farner last season, the that game against Newcastle, for Farner looked a bit. It was probably the worst game for Farner played for Leicester. Um, and and it was he wasn't playing with Evans, and I think we've got to. I mean, I, I suppose looking forward, we, we we need to find that that cool centre back that can take over Evans Evans's command and bring bring on these these other guys because there's no doubt he's he's kind of the linchpin and the key to us uh, looking better at the back without any doubt. Mm, yeah, I agree. Okay, so look. We, we, we found ourselves now back on track in Europe, which yeah. two nil down seemed. Awful. So I suppose the question is now, Norm: Do we go for it in Europe now? Do we go full throttle and and play most of the big guns and try and get out of this group? What what's your view? Yeah, I, I, well, I, I think I've wanted us to play strong teams in Europe anyway. I mean, it's a competition. There's no point being in it if we're not going to try and win it. I think that what's nice now is our next two games are at home and I don't want to tempt fate, but they are games that we should win. And I think that we can probably afford to rest a couple of players. I mean, for instance, you know, it would appear that Vardy's not going to be playing in Europe. It's not a problem if Dakar starts for me now. I don't mind seeing someone come in you know, in, indeed, he's currently injured. But you know, when he comes back, then it's going to give some of the other guys a bit of a, a bit of a rest. I am happy to see someone like Bertrand or Thomas come in and give Castagna a rest, and like move, you know, have Vestergaard come in for Amati or Soinchi, for instance, or Evans. And so, I, I don't want to see wholesale changes, but I think we can change the team enough to still be strong enough to beat Spartak and Legia at home and that could well see us well see us at the point where we've qualified if the results go according to plan and I, 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 so I don't think we need to play our very very best side because we do want to keep an eye on the Premier League as well and obviously other competitions so I think a bit of a, a bit of a mix and match play the squad sensibly and we sh we should have enough to we should have enough to get to get through and it was just such an important result against Moscow wasn't it that 
um, it has now put put it in our hands. You know, we win our last three games, we win the group, end of story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you'd have to say at the beginning of the tournament, the, the one really, really tough looking game was Napoli away. But yeah. there's a very good chance they won't make it. You can't imagine, but if uh, that they would play anything other than a reserve team, would you? If they were no, no, exactly. And, 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 no, I think you. I think you're right. And I think also that it's quite likely that you know if we win our next two games, that it's. It's not going to be, you know, even if they win their next couple of games as well, the same as we do, then it's going to be Leicester needing and potentially needing a point rather than anything else. So I, th- I think it's looking good. Again, let's not get carried away, but that's that Spartak result has put a whole different um, dimension on it. And it's just, I mean, just looking back, it just makes it a little bit of a shame that we lost a two-goal lead against Napoli because... Clearly, if that if we'd have won that game and we're sat on six points now, winning the next two games, we'd have topped the group. So, but look, it is what it is. I think we will top the group. I'm pretty confident, and uh, yeah, it's, it's just our season just appears to be turning, doesn't it? Oh, sorry about that, Norm. I had a, a slight technical. We're talking all things Yuri Tillemans. He's given us three of the great Leicester City goals, really, in a in a short period of time. So it kind of brings me on to uh, his contract. Apparently, the club have offered him. He's gone away. I think, what's he going to do? Well, I wish I knew. I wish I knew, Keller, my old son. But I, I think, I think he likes it here enormously. Um, I think he respects Rogers. Um, I think he knows what we've done for him. So I think there are many, many, many positives. And I think he knows he can do things with us. But I also think he knows that he is, and we all know, he is a player of such quality that he would undoubtedly grace a team that was regularly playing Champions League football and my gut feeling is sadly if we can't offer him that then he will move on and to be honest I couldn't begrudge him that I'd be exceedingly sad to see him go but you know he did have given us three great seasons one as the FA Cup um, but let's just keep our fingers crossed because you know Everyone's been saying, oh, the top four are nailed on, blah, blah, blah. Let's be very clear. The top four is not nailed on for anybody. Manchester United are nowhere near good enough at the moment to be top four. And if we can finish fourth, then I think he signs a new contract. Yeah, I, th- I think you're probably right. I mean, interesting um, with with Yuri Silliman's, you know, where would he go? Obviously, Manchester City and Chelsea. I mean, Manchester City for a start, they've got a team full of midfielders, so they, they, they will not, they do not need another one. So you can no. forget about you can forget about them. Chelsea aren't short of midfielders. I suppose one team where you think to yourself, yeah, that looks like. I mean, you look at that Liverpool team. Yeah, may, maybe you know you have got Henderson and Milner. There's, there's, there's a few guys wonder with Oxlade Chamberlain whether or not whether or not he's going to stay. So yeah, I think potentially. And again, if they came in for him, you'd have to shook your shoulders and go, fair enough. But beyond beyond that, you're quite right. I mean, Harry Maguire at 
at Manchester United, who, by the way, I feel sorry for the guy yesterday, having to stand in front of the cameras, somehow explain yeah. the nil mauling that that looked like a guy that was desperate to come back to Leicester didn't he <laughs> <laughs> no thanks <laughs> we'll get in we'll no, get in, we'll no, <laughs> no look, I think I think I think you're right I I, I I think you've hit the nail on the head and I think I think he would be a massive success at Liverpool I think he'd yeah. be fantastic um Manchester United are look they're always going to be a danger aren't they trying to poach your players because they're Manchester United but, you know, the way things are at the moment, you wouldn't be going to Man United thinking that you're going to get regular um, Champions League football any more than you would by staying at staying at Leicester. Man United are a, a work in progress. So, in, in England, I think you're spot on. Liverpool are probably the likely destination. Of course, as always, you know, he's played, he's played abroad, obviously. So, I suppose there's always like one of the, the Spanish... Giants, like I mean, there's been like murmurings of Real Madrid being interested, and again, I think he could play for. I think he could play for a team like that. I do think he's that good. Mm. So it'll be, it'll be, it'll be really, it'll be really interesting, won't it? But um, I, I think it's fifty-fifty. I think I really, I really, I really do. I think he's. Um, I don't think he's desperate to leave, but I suspect his agents desperate for him to leave, um, and there'll be little voices. Like chatting away to him, won't they? So, you know, yeah, the jury's out. Yeah, yeah, you're quite right. But, but, but look, being positive about it, I think if you think of the big name players who we've sold on, yeah, exception of Riyad Mahrez, I think we've found replacements for all of them. Obviously, you yeah. can't replace Angolo Kanti, but we've done a pretty good job with Ndidi. Yeah. We've done a very good job of replacing him. And, and no disrespect for Ben Chilwell, simply haven't missed him at all. So, you know, maybe may with an element of, of, of sort of optimism, we would get we would get big money for him now. You'd have to say 60, 70 million. And a team like, and a recruitment team like Leicester, I'm sure could do some some damage with that, couldn't they? Yeah, well, I, I, look, I, absolutely. And we, whilst we're, whilst it's disappointing because to, to keep pressing for Champions League players, you want to keep the places, you want to keep your best players. But we, you know, a lot of the big teams, they still lose their players. So it's, you know, all, all we'd be doing is just being the same as as the other teams that are up there. You know, we would sell him, we'd get on with it, we'd find someone else. And um, like I say, don't want him to go. But like like you've alluded to, our recruitment has been superb. And though all those big names, like aside from Kante and Mares, we we do we do seem to be able to replace. So. Um, it'd be a mess, but you know, no, no, no players big in the club, blah blah. You know, it's uh, it would be what it is, but finger, yeah. fingers crossed. Let's let's, let's hope we, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And after all, he did choose Leicester City over some he big did. names anyway, so absolutely. you know, maybe for the football club, right? Move on because obviously, we've got another busy week and it starts with the Caraboa Cup and again, one of these tournaments where Leicester City have done reasonably well over the past. And Brighton at home, Norm, what sort of team can we expect? Uh, I, th I think we can expect a reasonably strong team. Um, but there will certainly be. I'm sure there'll be five or six changes. I'd quite like to see Danny Ward given a, a, a going goal and almost a bit like the Europa League stuff. You know, Perhaps Vestergaard coming in, Thomas or um, Bertrand. Um, 
forgive me for saying this, but we do need to give Tielemans a rest. So, I mean, may, maybe there's a place for Hamza to demonstrate he is worth 80 million. Don't, don't, um, uh, don't, don't, don't overstep. Don't overstep the market. I, I'm all, I'm pretty certain. I'm pretty certain the following players will play. I think I think Thomas will play. Yeah. I think certain that Patson Dacker will start, and there'll be yeah. there'll be no Jamie Vardy. Um, and I think yeah, I think Vestergaard is almost certainly going to start as well. Um, I'd be surprised. If he is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, do you just I suppose. I, I suppose that's the, that's the that's the only thing. Um, I'd like to see Dewsbury Hall play. And yeah, get a, a run out. So I think yeah, you're quite right. I think don't think Tiedemans will will start. Um, I, I mean, contra always happen to think that managers before Carabao Cup. I think they always have a little phone call. By the way, because I don't know if you've noticed, but the number of changes that are made are virtually identical against across Premier <laughs> yeah. League teams. It's almost you know like it's a bit of a gentleman's spot. agreement of, right, okay, you don't have to tell us who you're playing, but just how many changes are you making, just so you don't decide to play a first 11. We end up getting beaten 6-0, but, uh, yeah, but, but for that reason, I enjoy I enjoy them. I enjoy the Carabao Cup. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm a killer. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a spotter's badge for that comment i think that's an i think that is a very very astute and very good point i think you're right i think the i've never really thought about it i think the managers do have a little a little conflab so you've got the first uh spotters badge sponsored by trump house i pay of course well done and and listeners just as he was pre presenting me and slapping it onto my onto my left breast can i just say that this spotters badge Sponsored by Trumpwell's IPA is a wonderful addition to the poppy that I'm also wearing. So uh, <laughs> it's good. all good stuff. Okay, we'll talk about <laughs> predictions in a second, but it would be a miss of us, of course, to to the the highlight of the week, the the highlight of the Premier League weekend. We've got a good game in store down at the King Power for the twelve thirty kickoff, and it's Arsenal. Of course, they did a job on us last season at the King Power. Um, Norm, so are we going after them and are we going to be good enough to get the better of? Look, there's no doubt about it. We are good enough to get the better of them. Um, Arsenal are a little bit of an enigma. I think they can they can play, they can do some damage, but they're, they're not, they're certainly not all that. And I'm certainly not scared of, of playing them. I think we're, we're coming into a nice little run of Nice little run of form, aren't we? Um, and I wouldn't be at all surprised to see the team that started against, um, you know, injuries permitting, the team that started against Brentford um, starting again. Again, the same team that they played against Man United. That that shape seems to be working. I don't think Indy's going to be back. So, yeah, it should be a really, it should be a good game. But we, we, we've, we've got... Well, they, they did do a job on us last year at our place. We did a job on them at, at their place. But I, I, I think we are a better team than Arsenal. And we are at home. And if we turn up, then we will win. Yes, I totally agree. They are running into a little bit of form, which worries me a little bit. But yeah. I do like the shape of this Leicester City team. I do like the fact that uh, the three at the back and... And we play obviously with the two attacking fullbacks, just a little bit more, a little bit more gives us a little bit more cutting edge 
uh, with Madison and and two strikers. So let's let's hope we can get amongst them. Right, I'm going to now pass the show over to you because you're going to go through the score predictions and the predictor table, which of course is sponsored once again by Trumpwell's IPA. <laughs> well, I'll do, I'll do the same. Before um, before we move on to the, the predictions and the the table prior to um, the weekend's games was me and you in joint second on six points, Killer, and Tim was leading on ten. Um, we had a good week. We all predicted Leicester victories against Brentford, I'm delighted to say. Um, so we all got a point and someone, me, gets an additional two points because I got it right. Well I predicted 2-1, which uh, clearly there was going to be at some point during the season Leicester were going to win 2-1. So I suppose there was an air of inevitability there. So currently, uh, Tim on 11, me on 9, and you on 7, Killer, but all to play for. Um, very exciting, and our sponsors are utterly delighted with the way things are things are going. Um, moving on, of course, predictions. It's a two-game week prediction this week with the, uh, with the Carabao Cup. So let's start with the, your prediction, Killer, for Leicester Brighton on Wednesday, please. Well, you might recall that we played them last year in the FA Cup, an absolutely horrific affair. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and and I'd like to I'd like to say I'm optimistic. No, you know what? I was going to go one nil Leicester again, but I'm not. I'm going to predict. I'm going to predict a few goals. I'm going to go three two Leicester. Fair enough. I myself, I'm going to predict. Uh, 3-0 to Leicester and um, Tim uh, all the way from Dubai has predicted 3-1 to Leicester so we're all expecting us to progress which is yep. uh, which is positive and, and we all think we're going to score three so let, let's hope we are all correct um, yeah. and then Arsenal like you say well, I, think, I think we're fairly confident about that I'll I, I tell you what I'm going to go first yep. um, I think Really fancy as I think um, both teams will score. I'm going to go 3 1 to Leicester. Oh, okay. I'll go 2 1, which is obviously your normally your favorite. It prediction. is. So I'll go 2 1. And um, and I and, and I don't know about Tim, you're going to tell us, but I just got a feeling what do you he's think going he's to going follow for? me. He's going to follow me, I think. Here, uh, you, you're close. He went for two, but he's gone for two, two nil, and a so well two goals and a clean sheet. So he's gone for oh, two nil to Leicester. So we're all expecting to like extend our not only our unbeaten run but our winning run to um, five games, assuming we are all correct. And of course, just on the Brighton game, it is after ninety minutes. So. Um, that's that's what the results will be taken from, um, courtesy of Trumpwell's IPA. Killer and five for five wins on the according to Norm. If Leicester City had performed according to his predictions, we would now be on a 28 year full 100% <laughs> record. <laughs> I think it was only during all... the dark days of. Did a defeat <laughs> ever enter enter the vernacular, which is, <laughs> which is quite good. Norm, thanks very much for your time, listeners. Thanks very much for, li for for listening. Apologies for any technical bugs that we get. Are doing our best. It's not diminishing your enjoyment of the show too much. Don't forget it. You can get in contact with.
comments or questions, anything else that you want to put to us, and that is Leicester City Podcast at gmail.com. We're looking forward to having Tim back in the studio. Until next week, folks. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed the Leicester City Pubcast, please subscribe and tell everyone about it. If you hated the Leicester City Pubcast, please keep it to yourselves. See you next week.